Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello, I'm Mariana Morashoyu, and this week's nail biting question comes from John. I'd like to know if enough people in the world donated their finger and toenail clippings, could enough keratin be produced to satisfy the demand and thus stop poaching of wild animals in Africa? Keratin is the substance that makes up most of our hair and nails, but it's also the substance that makes up rhino horn. This is different, though, from elephant tusks, which are just very long teeth. The horn of the rhino is the main reason why they are under threat from poaching, and unfortunately they are killed illegally in Asia as well as Africa. To answer John's question, we talked with a couple of experts about this. John Taylor from Save the Rhino International, a wildlife conservation organisation that works to protect rhinos from threats such as poaching and habitat loss, explained that we first need to understand why people use rhino horn. The demand for rhino horn is, is based on many factors, of which its chemical composition of keratin comes some way down the list. In Vietnam, the owning or giving of rhino horn is seen as a status symbol by some people and, and being able to obtain such an expensive and elusive item is thought to be an indication of one's wealth and power and influence. And research has shown that artificial substitutes or even horns from captive rhinos are not seen as having the same panache. So certainly presenting one's boss with a box of other people's toenail clippings probably wouldn't have the same impact, unfortunately. Besides being used as a luxury item, it is also used in traditional Chinese medicine, where it is believed to cool fevers, detoxify blood or even cure cancer. But many scientists, both in China and elsewhere in the world, have tested these claims and have found very little evidence of impact with even very, very large doses and certainly no impact at all when using the doses normally given to people. While many of these traditional Chinese medicine practitioners use rhino horn, they are actually unfamiliar with its chemical composition, the fact that it contains keratin. So simply fixing the problem at the chemical level isn't addressing the reason why they are using it. I also spoke with Simon Hedges, who works at Asian Arcs on creating protected areas for wildlife in Asia. He mentioned that introducing substitutes to rhino horn might in fact have negative consequences. Selling alternatives to wild rhino horn, such as synthetic rhino horn, which has also been proposed, or keratin from human nails, undermines vital efforts to reduce the demand for rhino horn in Asia. This is because actively marketing the alternatives would help legitimise the demand for consumption of rhino horn products, including premium wild source products. And so the demand for rhino horns might actually increase. What is needed to address the rhino poaching crisis is effective protection of wild rhino populations and properly designed demand reduction work based on the principles of behaviour change campaigns, not just simple awareness raising, together with deterrent penalties for those trafficking and selling rhino horn. Thanks, Simon and John, for your thoughtful answers and for looking after the rhinos. Next time, we'll be answering this question. Hello, this is Julie from Australia. I have received such conflicting advice from TV cooks regarding when to refrigerate cooked chicken. 
Some say that cooked chicken should be allowed to cool down to room temperature before refrigeration, whilst others say to put the hot cooked chicken into the refrigerator immediately, which is right. I would very much appreciate a scientist explaining to me the safest, least food poisonous method. What do you think? You can email chris at thenakedscientists.com, find us on Facebook, tweet at Naked Scientists, or join the debate on the forum, thenakedscientists.com slash forum. Thanks for listening, and until next time, goodbye. <laughs>